Hi, everyone, and welcome to a Gem of a Secret podcast. My name is Donatella, my secrets. And my name is Coco Gem Holiday. How are you doing tonight, Coco? Um, I am doing, uh, I was gonna say like contemplative. I don't know if that fits for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have, like, I've been, I had Kwanzaa that was celebrated Ooh. last Sunday at Local Lounge. And how did that go? So good. Uh, it's so good because I celebrate Kwanzaa and it's a, really wonderful holiday about community and self-government and mm-hmm. and I just honestly I've been feeling very I don't I'm like my activist juices is up that's what yeah like my activist juices so tell up. us a little bit about Kwanzaa how long is it celebrated for and kind of what does it entail um I believe Kwanzaa <laughs> I can't believe because I think Kwanzaa started in 1940 something yeah Dr. Dr. Malala Karenge I think uh-huh. that's how it's pronounced um, and just wanted a, a holiday created for black people by black people to be mm-hmm. able to celebrate that wasn't as colonized, to be honest. Yeah, for um, real. I mean, all of our holidays. I, yeah. yeah, truly. Like, we, yeah. all of our holidays are just stolen from paganism anyway. Yeah, um, exactly. With a Christian like, spin on it. Christian spin. <laughs> no, and this one specifically was actually set up to be able to have something that we could celebrate that didn't... Um, feel is stolen honestly yeah. like that's kind of where it came from and so um so Don, how were your holidays it was good this is my first um christmas spent away from colorado since i was like 14 because the only other christmas i spent away was when me and my family decided to go on a uh cruise for the holidays they oh, yeah we went on like a carnival cruise but other than that i've always spent every christmas um in colorado so this is the first one that i've spent away from it and um it was nice our yeah. our roommate um me and our roommate um made a, a fully vegetarian christmas dinner Aww, and it was, was it was really nice yeah it was it was really i treated myself and i bought myself a scooter so <laughs> have you ridden it yet i have oh that's fun it's, it goes really fast downhill <laughs> i would imagine all scooters do. <laughs> it goes like 20 miles per hour oh, down heaven. that hill over by our house <laughs> oh gosh so it's fun yeah um so donna what are you wearing tonight i am actually dressed up uh, i'm feeling a little bit scruffy so i'm dressed as just a lumberjane I am the gender bent version of the brawny paper towel man. Oh, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I can kind of yeah. see it. I was really yeah. confused listening. Do you like my first. pigtails? Yeah, it's, like Heidi. Yeah, it was great. It was alarming <laughs> at first because I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> but you look great in the flannel. Thank you, great. thank oh. you. It's it's a staple of mine. <laughs> so, um, I decided to do this thing where I am wearing a bathrobe today, and I'm oh. wearing absolutely nothing under it. I have no body on. Oh. Um, just so when I cross my legs, Donna can also be incredibly alarmed like I was. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. And you're not even dressed up as Sharon Stone. <laughs> you just look like you got out of the bathhouse and you're making me very uncomfortable. I know, but like I have curlers in this really beautiful hair. It is cute. I just, yeah. I mean, I'm wearing earrings. I don't know. Is that classy listeners? I think <laughs> it might be. The neck up is a two. The neck down is a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, so I wanted to I wanted to tell you listeners that me and Donna watched the season finale of Slag Wars. Yes, we did. It was touching. <laughs> it, it actually it was. It was, yeah. 
The part when Nikki started crying really got to me. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, spoiler alert, because we get to do that. It's a podcast. Um, <laughs> so we're going to talk about the series finale real quick. because I think Even though was... we haven't talked about the show at all on the podcast. No, we haven't. <laughs> I just feel like it's really important. It's great. It's by the Cock Destroyers, the Rebecca cock and Destroyers. Selfie. Yeah. That was, that was almost close. Yeah. I just, everything on them is incredibly fake, and I love that. Um, mm-hmm. I do. I think that they look fantastic. And Nikki is the trans contestant. Mm-hmm. Um. And they did actually say on the show that they haven't had bottom surgery. It came up as a comment that they mm-hmm. made. And what was really fascinating to me is that in the series finale, she, well, sorry, the season finale, she talked about how her life was saved and she was contemplating suicide mm-hmm. and how the cuck destroyers like pulled her into the fold mm-hmm. and just gave her opportunity to be successful. And so she actually asked them to not crown her a winner. Yeah. Yeah. Which was just amazing. It was. Yeah. It was It was a really touching moment. That show actually has, like, a lot of heart for it being this little, like, porn star. I mean, it's a sex worker, like, reality show. It's 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 off of, um, produced by men.com. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I got hooked into it. There's only a few episodes of it. There's, like, four episodes. I think there was think. only four episodes. Um, so check it out online. It's free to watch. Um uh, they did pay us to write this. We finally have sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> I only wish that were true. Please. Like, oh, please. If you have a secret podcast, that's where we Rebecca want. and Sophie, help us. Rebecca and Sophie. <laughs> oh, and see, they had um, a Drag Race girl on there um, from Drag Race UK. Uh, oh, yeah. Baga. Oh, uh, yeah. Baga. She was in the um, the talent show. Oh, she looks so show. drunk. She the did. Whole t- she looked... She did. And she just you know what like, though <laughs> if you ever got asked to like go judge like guest judge on a reality show would you not like just no, take I... full advantage of like the craft services which likely would have alcohol <laughs> even like willem <laughs> willem being on the first season of dragula mm-hmm. like was awesome to me i mean her famous quit drag yeah <laughs> quit drag <laughs> that was just horrible and incredibly traumatic but um yeah yeah. How would you feel if you got asked to, like, judge something because you were on camp on a kiki? Oh, my gosh. I would love that. Yeah. I would love that so much. It would suck because it would be absolutely a camp contest. Mm-hmm. And I would just be sitting there and, like, everybody would be like, yes, Kitty Leonard, yes. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, gosh, it's so messy. <laughs> <laughs> I love her dearly, actually. She does camp to the nth degree, seriously. Her but if you've listened to our podcast from the beginning, Coco has a vendetta against Kitty. She just I says, really I hate you, Kitty. I hate you, Kitty. <laughs> and Kitty doesn't understand it. But... <laughs> She's like, one day, Coco, I'm going to make you love me. And I'm like, fuck up, kitty. <laughs> She's like this sweet old lady. I know, and, I and that's who Coco chooses to beef with. <laughs> that's who I have as my my season beef is Miss Kitty Litter ATX. Oh, my gosh. I love her dearly. But no, it's true. I, how would you feel? Like, have you, have you ever judged a pageant or draggy thing? Before? No. <laughs> no. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't feel qualified to, you know? I, I've been doing it for a long time, but it's I'm, I don't ever put myself really in the competition circuit. At least I haven't since I was, like, the beginning of when I was doing drag. And um, I don't know. I don't know if competitive drag is for me currently. Yeah. I'm not going to say never. Yeah, I mean, drag in itself is competitive, so, like, 
it's putting competition on top of competition and that's yeah. really hard yeah and i mean everybody feels that like if you're in any kind of entertainment like you're a singer you play the violin or something yeah like you are always competing with yourself yeah it's yeah three. it's you're competing with yourself you're competing with your colleagues and then if you do a pageant then you're competing with that too it's just a yeah lot. yeah um so listeners we have a special surprise we you. do we Aww. do um one of portland's premier party planners event throwers queer nightlife gurus katya is going to be on with us katya. yes katya. And we're so excited to have them here on A Gem of a Secret podcast. We've only done a handful of interviews, and um, this is the going to be kind of the start of a series of, of interviews that we're going to bring on to the podcast. So we're going to try to do more uh, interviews, especially with people in our own Portland community. Yeah, and we do apologize for any quality stuff. We're still learning how to do interviews. Yeah. They'll absolutely be getting better. I think that this one will be fine, but if it's not, I mean, like, you know, we just started, so it's like, please be kind. Exactly. Yeah, but um, before we bring her on, listeners, I have to ask Donna that my favorite thing to ask her is, Donna, how are you doing tonight? Oh, you know, Coco, I will let you know after this brief commercial break. Do you wear t-shirts? Do you wear a face mask? I sure as hell hope so. Do you put on your silly little t-shirt and your silly little face mask and wish you had something a little more out there? Yes. Even something, dare I say, matching? Girl, yes, duh. Then it looks like HunterDrips.com is exactly what you need. At HunterDrips.com, socially relevant merch and apparel is up for sale. That's never for profit. 50 to 100% of every purchase is donated. I hear they carry matching shirts and masks with designs that say cute little slogans like defund the police, Black Lives Matter, and it goes over your nose. And even shirts and hats with your own pronouns on them. You know, things that are important. Oh, so you mean important. And almost all of it is donated? Yes, donated. And guess what? What? It's size inclusive too? Yes, up to 5XL. Why just make clothes for skinny people? It's all made by Queer Artist Girl. The creator of HunterDips.com is trans, fat, lesbian. And the site also includes merch from other queer artists, including gay Portland rapper Tono. Listeners, head on over to HunterDrips.com and use the code SECRET for 15% off your purchase today. That's SECRET for 15% off your purchase at HunterDrips.com. It's a podcast with Coco and Donna Telepodcast. Tune into what they tell you podcast with Coco and Donna Telepodcast. Well, Coco, I'm feeling incredibly excited because we, as we talked about before the break, have a guest tonight. And who is that guest? Oh my gosh, introducing the premier entertainer extraordinaire. There's a word, I don't know. Um, Katya! Hi, Katya. (laughs) Hey, bitches, what's up? (laughs) We're doing well. Thank you for coming on uh, our podcast on A Gem of a Secret. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. that name. That's so clever. <laughs> I didn't. I never really thought about it before. I was like, "Wait, a gem of a secret." That sounds like something like a, like that I would like call my taint or something. I'm like, "Oh, it's a gem of a secret." Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so I so I want to know, like, when I first, it's funny. It's not a question. It's a, I do mm-hmm. this, by the way. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> where did the Grandma Katya thing come from? You know what? Honestly, I think Patrick Buckmaster used to say okay. he's like you dress like you dress like a grandma, like a slutty, <laughs> slutty grandma. 
because I did I really did I used to I mean I still actually I, I used to I still do like I wear like I, I feel like I'm even right now wearing like like remember like the one challenge from Drag Race where they had to like make a hotel room yes that yeah. <laughs> I feel like I I'm like the wallpaper for that for the one that was like the Golden Girls one so like <laughs> yes <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So well, you are always coordinating. So it it's always on whenever you show up. You can buy anything with money. You can buy anything with money. Well, For sure. It's true. It's true. So um, let's go ahead and get into it. But I want real quick, me and Donna, just to say, what were your what was your first impression of Katya? Well, I mean, I was just told that you were the person who was doing all the things. So I I needed to um meet you <laughs> I needed to introduce myself to you and so I did and it was uh like your uh event at uh Radisson the, the brunch was always like it was very larger than life it was my first brunch I had went to in Portland and um yeah you were very welcoming and it was a really awesome experience I got to be your tip tart my first time showing up in drag at a at an yeah, event. Yeah, so. you were so helpful. You yeah. were so helpful. I remember that. That was my and first we kinda, week. Like we had like a little day after that. We did. We did. We went to like my friend's rooftop. Yeah. Yeah. I was wearing that necklace that said extra. Yeah. There was a lot. There was a lot going on that day. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time though. It was a it was a great welcome into the Portland life. Yeah, and mine was, was the fun. same because I that's when I because I dropped Donatella off mm -hmm. at brunch and I. I saw you and I was like, oh my gosh, they seem so put together. I just can't even say hello. I was like, I'm just not even in this room. <laughs> I was like, there, look at Honey. this. Thing. Look at this glass. Look at this room. I was like, oh, this is, I don't know what this is. I'm going. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where that's my first sensory thing. overload. Okay. Well, since since it's been like a full year of us being out of kind of the events and the and the and the party circuit what are some things that you've missed out on in this last year i mean i do it took a minute yeah it took a minute i didn't miss it at first yeah to be honest i was like i've been doing this like hard for three years you needed and a break and probably right what yeah when rooster rock ended we kind of had that hard stop to the summer because of the fires yeah i began to miss people and i miss like because it was we kind of got our fix at rooster and you could like see people and you know, be gay and have people look funny and I don't know, people were dancing and stuff and great music. And um, then that kind of like all went away and I was like, oh yeah, this is why I go to the club. And I miss drag. I really, I like, for real. I haven't seen like, I haven't seen like a good drag number that in person in like forever. And I don't know, I just miss like all the nonsense. Like you just can't, that's just like, that happens when you're moving about free freely because like now even if you're out at a club people aren't really you know moving around freely and popping into each other and yeah you know, there's so much like precautions that have to be taken but, yeah still very yeah, I miss that. yeah for sure yeah so um uh so one of the other questions that donna had asked are who are some entertainers in the nightlife scene you'd like to work with if you haven't already well, I, honestly, I was like, wait, I feel like I've worked with everyone. Um, <laughs> I, I was like, um, pretty much if I thought, if I, anyone I knew of, I mean, I just, I loved having so many things that made me go crazy, but it was nice because I could work with so many different types of people. And I don't know, just like, I felt like I could work with anyone in the sun. There was a couple people that like, um, like scheduling wise, like I was at Lulu Luscious and yeah. she's doing the thing, at, she's doing the thing at Shining right now. And she's killing it. And she actually, when, when I first started going to drag things here in Portland, and she did a 
drag race thing at Tonic Lounge that was pretty, really, like, she did a great job hosting. She's a really great host. And yeah. so I'd love to work with Lulu. So Lulu. That's cool. Let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I'll send this podcast their way. <laughs> yeah. Along with my exactly. Well, they're, they're, to be fair, though, I think, like, also, like, they really only do stuff when they want to. Like, they don't just casually do stuff. Oh, probably Carla Rossi, too. I don't know if you guys know who they are. I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have to. Carla Rossi is, like, a Portland. But the thing is, like, I feel like people like that, they really, they don't, they're not doing drag for money. They're not doing drag for any other reason, like, when they want to do their own projects. So it's sometimes, like, harder to rope them into my, like, oh, you want to do a number at 1 a.m.? At- <laughs> for real. Yeah. yeah. Like, Carla Rossi was, like, she's, like, I love you, and I love you for you. She's, like, but I don't do anything before noon, so she couldn't do brunch. And she's, like, and I don't do anything after 8. <laughs> I was, like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do anything before noon, and I don't do anything after 8. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very limited time frame for a she drag does, entertainer. She does, <laughs> she, she does things at, like, the Portland Institute. She does, like, in, like, 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 really intense but very funny also have to send you guys his, her page because she's okay. just like the tits yeah for sure for yeah gosh can i i would love to be a drag artist who my hours of operation were from <laughs> to 8 p.m. for real please literally give me that she's one. never up early and she's never up late she's mostly yeah <laughs> that's um, the way to do it so <laughs> i did want to ask um this is one of this is one of those good questions just uh, how did you like Tell us your background a little bit and how you ended um, up in Portland. Yeah, because I do remember you saying something about being born in Colorado, correct? I am. I was actually, I was just there. I just met my birth mom. Oh, wow. Thanksgiving. I thought about you guys because I was literally in Denver for five days. And actually, I hadn't been there since I was like 18, since I was like when I used to visit my grandparents. So it was, it's been a minute, but I'm from Minnesota. Like I grew up there since I was like three. Okay. And, um, the I was 18, moved to New York for three years, was a crazy alcoholic, moved back to Minnesota. Um, then I did what all, like, I feel like gays don't really move. They only like get a boyfriend and then they like go where that boyfriend is. <laughs> so that's what I did. My boyfriend worked at Intel and yeah. <laughs> we had met like four times, like in, but he, he actually still comes to things. Like he comes to like things at Whiskey Bar and stuff like that. He's really sweet. But um, yeah. yeah, so I moved here. I moved here not because of him. Also, hate I hate cold weather. So I was so mm-hmm. over like New York is cold. Minnesota's cold. Mm-hmm. And actually now I'm becoming such a baby. Like this is cold to me. Even though like when I moved here, yeah. like January 2016, I was like, woo. I was like biking around in a tank top. <laughs> <laughs> woo. <laughs> so awesome where do your ideas come from for the events you throw some of your ideas oh, have good. been so interesting and like like you make I feel old honestly I just feel old and so sometimes I'm like that just sounds like a fun time <laughs> like where where is that coming from well I tried it two things I feel like the words it's like I almost like start with the name and then we like work backwards yeah like my, I'm like okay so this is a funny concept like the up thing was really just like, I remember honestly my like friend Brandon Harrison was, they were throwing a party called Look It Up. And I was like, I was gonna throw a party called Look. Or no, they were throwing a party called Look and I was gonna throw a party called Look It Up. And I was like, no, I'm gonna be nice and I'm just gonna call it up. And then we like started that whole like changing it every we study up, creep up, butter up and just like things like that. And then like the, the themes come from there. I don't know. Okay. So, the, and then the the second thing is, I try to do something that like anyone you could enjoy sober. Mm. Oh sure, 
like because I don't drink and so like I like I like so I feel like it has to be like really stupid and nonsensical and like so like even if you were like sober you're like this is ridiculous and I'm happy to be here (laughs) yeah for sure I love that do you have anything in the works that you're excited for post COVID and post quarantine? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, yes and no. I mean, like, I did have this like really grand idea of like, I thought pan- the the pandemic was going to end in July, and oh, I was yeah. like, we're going to do like a citywide festival, and like have like all sorts of people contribute and have different spaces, and like you could like. I don't know, just like I imagine like this like giant collective city party. And we like started mm-hmm. working on that, but then it like quickly became apparent that like things were not reopening anytime soon. No. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, re- I really appreciate it. I feel sort of like I've taken a, you know, I've really been working on myself personally rather mm-hmm. than professionally, but I did just get a job offer for, they want to turn Barbarella into just a gay bar. So depending on lots of interesting factors, like if rent gets collected or, what Biden does. It's like weirdly yeah. existential. <laughs> right. So we'll see what happens. But like they are, they want to do that. And I'd be super happy to do that because I makes me so sad. I like CC's closed and like didn't get a proper goodbye. And yeah. It would be nice to have a, a new queer space. And like a lot of the queer spaces here, like it just seems like there's just a lot going on. <laughs> For real. I'm very much I'm very much on the periphery these days, but I'm like, yeah, there's just always seems to be something. <laughs> Yeah, I totally get it. Um, cause so, cause we, uh, we just had our karaoke stuff that we've been doing over at local lounge, and they just opened a patio at local yeah. lounge that we've been. I heard it's like doing. sickening. Yeah, it's really. It's cute. cool. It's a nice setup. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. Honestly, I'm really enjoying it. Local lounge definitely is like such a one of my favorite spots. For sure, it's been. I I think what's that's one thing I want to ask you too is like what's um one place I guess specifically that um it's been kind of sad to watch like with what's happened with COVID like sad to watch it kind of maybe not have a future Ooh, I don't know I just I guess it's like everything anything like I would just feel like I was like okay what we've done this like I'm, I was just like what did people like what was it like in like the 20s or something you know yeah. like when you know were things or like I I know this is like a really difficult time and crazy time but I just have to remind myself that like we've been through really crazy times before and things have rebounded because right now I just I I think this will be the winter of winters we're really gonna a lot of things happen I think a lot of people are holding out for some sort of Biden administration rent relief live music venue save because I don't I mean if you're not if you're I mean these bars that have food are barely making it I don't know how places like Bossa Nova or Holocene all these different places are just have no they have no money it's like we're not going to be bumping and grinding around yeah it's true it's super true and and it's sad too just across the board it's just incredibly sad about um like how COVID has changed our dynamic and what it looks like as us as for us as people like as queer people so I said this um about um because obviously we lost a few queer places like we lost Loud Tap House where we were doing our shows yeah Um, oh my god all right yeah yeah Yeah, and uh, CC Slaughter's, of course, closed where many queer people ventured and frequented. Um, And and then, uh, well, there was a a few other places from my understanding, but the basically, what I was trying to get at is, no matter how you felt about a place or the people who worked there, it's always sad when there isn't a queer space, when a queer space closed, because it's a place for us to feel accepted, not tolerated. Because like a lot of the times when it's like a straight bar owner, and then uh, 
and they're letting us in, it doesn't feel like home. But when it's a queer space and it closes, it's like heartbreaking. So like even, I still hear, like we didn't live here when Embers was open. So, but we yeah. hear about Embers constantly. Yeah. So just like that, it's sad. Yeah, I literally cried when they closed. Like the, the owners like danced like a slow dance like the last night of embers it was so sad it was like literally the saddest thing um but i yeah so it's like i feel i guess i say like i don't want to like almost like say anything because i just i it is just like objectively a, a difficult time but i know that things will come back and i keep saying it but like like we'll party again like never before like so when yeah. things do come back it's going to be crazy it's going to be exciting it's going to be fun um it's just going to be nice just to like see people again and to be around yes. people, you know? Hypothetically, I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's true. It has been nice to be able to like protect my energy and like control who gets that and, you know, who. Yeah. yeah. I cannot lie. Like when I get into like a Facebook drama or somebody yells at me or I fight with a friend, like it. I don't have the thick skin anymore because the thick skin is literally built on the fact that you're around people who you don't know how they'll react, especially when you're in the club scene or the bar scene. And so I realized I got a little bit more sensitive because I wasn't dealing with people. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's actually a really interesting take on it. I Because yeah. I feel like another perspective too that I've realized is that a lot of people, because they can't really have impact, they can't feel an impact. They're like trying to make twice as much impact on people mm-hmm. via Facebook arguments. and you know because they can't they can't reach anyone any other way and they yeah. feel like they're voiceless um so it's been allowing me to have like a lot more like empathy for people i'm like okay everyone's just going through it right now and that's why for real. maybe they're acting a little crazy on <laughs> social yeah. media well i've noticed i have a question for you about that too i noticed that you were kind of taking a bit of a step back from social media at one point too during all of this mm-hmm. um you I, i've i've done the same thing like i don't have my facebook anymore um, and I'm, I'm looking at getting rid of like taking a break from Instagram, all that. I think it's, it's super important to kind of refresh. And you think during this time that you would want to be more active on social media since there's less to do. But I think in the time that we've had alone, you've, you kind of get to see some of the negative impacts that social media has on your psyche. And you're like, I don't even want to deal with this anymore. So what are some reasons why you kind of took a break and stepped back? Well, I mean, I almost like could tell right away. I mean, it was, I remember even just in like Facebook groups, chats, like, cause I'm sure you guys had like a thousand too for like events and everything. And like, yes. there's there could be like one or two people that were just, I mean, it was a catastrophe. They were, so it's not like they, they were catastrophizing this very real catastrophe. And it was like, even though I could appreciate that they were coming from a place of just like authenticity, like really scared. It was like, I don't, I can't, I can't ingest it. I can't have that in my space and it sucked because I felt like I couldn't be there for some people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then I started doing like those limits on your on your app. And I was having fun, especially when the Black Lives Matter thing happened. I was like, this is a time that I could like use my platform to like, and we really have like, I feel like we've injected, like we'll always post about social justice things now from, yeah. from now on. It just will be a lot more intrepid into like what we do all the time because yeah. it should be. Um, but then I watched The Social Dilemma, which I don't know if you guys watched I, it. I watched that, a little bit of it because you posted about it. And yeah, <laughs> no, it was, it's it's very eye-opening for sure. It was, yeah, it was very sensationalist. And like, I could sort of, I had this like knee-jerk reaction. Like I did yeah. all my apps off my phone right away. And, but the people who put it on, 
that documentary, they have a podcast called Your Undivided Attention, which I like pretty much spent all of September and October delving into. And it had like every possible uh, effect of social media. It was like the effect on children, the effect mm -hmm. on climate change and the effect on the way that we work and our attention spans. And of course, like our loneliness, our depression, addiction, like it was, and it was a lot more focused on the solutions than it was just the issues, which was nice because the documentary was like, here are 12 really serious problems. And then like in the credits, they were like, this is what we could do about it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, once I like had that sort of like on my daily, like that's what I was ingesting instead of social media, it really helped. And then like, I knew the election coming up was gonna be crazy and that people were gonna be venting on there. And it, it's, I sometimes feel like, I think one of my friends was like, we know too much about people now mm -hmm. some, in some ways. Like I love almost everyone I meet and know there are very few people I don't like, but there are sometimes I just wish I didn't like see them do this one thing or say this one thing or interact with this other person in this one way. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm just like, Oh, now I know this thing about you. <laughs> that is, is eye-opening. That's a really beautiful take on that actually, because I've, I've had a lot of that this year because of the sensitivity growing back. Um, there are certain people that I had to unfollow um, some have actually even unfriended just because I was like, I like them. We're cool people. We hang out and we have a great time. But then I blink and they said something that was abysmal, actually. There was actually a drag entertainer in town. I won't name them, but I've always looked up to them. <laughs> just DM me. Just DM me. <laughs> I, will, I promise. I promise. Right after the show. This isn't I, Wendy Williams. We're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna cause any drama <laughs> yeah, it, but, uh, there, there was a drag entertainer who made a comment about BLM that was they posted something that was really problematic and their view on it was worse and I was just yeah like, oof and like I remember in the comments I was like dang this is heartbreaking I was like because it really they fell from grace for me because they were just like so stunning to me so perfect and everything that they did drag related and I was I was just like, oh yeah. And then after that, I just haven't been able to come back from it. So it's like, you're right. Sometimes they say something, you're like, oh, wow. And it might not even be something that's polarizing. It just might be something that morally you can't get behind. Well, I think like, and we just, we all know it. It's like, we lose so much via text and online. And it's honestly like when, when there's like all these researchers discussing, it's affecting our cognition. It's affecting the way we interpret people's words and actions we're honestly more prone now these days to believe the worst in people where I used to feel like before I could just really do a lot of things in good faith and just accept that like we're sort of imperfect and that we're growing and that we could eventually get there but when you have these like when you see things like that because honestly another part of me says like well someone just showed their ass I'm glad they showed me kind of who they are and that now I have this like bigger point of reference to be like I don't necessarily co-sign on everything like I maybe yeah. once did and so it kind of it cuts both ways, but yeah, definitely taking a, a nice long social media break was. <laughs> I think it's like important. It, it'll always be there. <laughs> yeah, it's important. Although I do like it when people show their ass on social media. I tend to save those photos. Those are those are nice. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. I'll fall into a well, thirst trap. All also, the funny thing was like I honestly didn't even feel like I missed out all that much because like everyone. Yeah would send me stuff. I would get screenshots all the time. Of stuff. Like, I, would, I was like, 
they're like you gotta see that so i was like i mean i'm i love drama i'm i yeah. will see it oh <laughs> if i if, <laughs> i asked for updates from her i did yeah i'll be like girl did you hear what happened today and i'm like I, what happened on facebook you gotta tell me I'll it's like it's like a screenshot. yeah <laughs> but and now isn't that, isn't that kind of fun because i honestly felt like it was i could like talk to my one friend who like and they'd be like they would tell me and it was like more fun to hear it in that way it was than, yeah like, yeah, I feel like it's a little more like anxiety inducing when I feel pressure like, oh, do I need to like join in on this or do I like, you know, like I don't, I, I just like um, being removed from it now because like I said, yeah. I think like if anything, we've all learned how to protect ourselves a little bit more during all this, at, le at least protect our energies and protect our peace. Um, yeah. And if you haven't looked in inward, then you should, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Oh my God. That so, because I love that for you. And it always you think of, I almost forgot to say congratulations, Coco. You got married. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, Talk about finding your inner peace. Like yes. <laughs> right before this all happened. And I, you know, and the funny thing is, and I know that people are, because I've become like Nathan, honestly, in this regard, when it comes to the positivity post and people thinking I'm being a jerk. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> stuff just hits different when you're happy like ever since February and I know we've all been doing yeah. really all of us are struggling every single person lost something yeah during COVID some even lost their life which is incredibly sad I will say that I have not seen the upside throughout the entire year but my life has been so great um because of how happy I am with my partner that stuff just you guys are a cute couple. It's annoying. It's good. <laughs> it, it absolutely is. My mom it even is. said it. She's like, can you stop <laughs> posting about him? I was like, that's my son-in-law. She's like, and I like him, but stop posting about him. Your mom's like, <laughs> it, it just gets a little bit braggy. But do you, do you I actually kind of, when, when it comes to social media, I actually love that kind of stuff. It's not like what I kind of like, before I even was roommates with Nathan, I appreciate, like, to me, that's like the positive side of social media, that you can For share sure. your, your joy and like, of course like there is like that fine line but like mm -hmm. i i just feel like most of the time like even if you're going overboard you're probably sharing too much maybe you're being a braggy i'd rather have that than like have the negativity and have i'd rather celebrate people's successes than you know yeah. the yeah. drama yeah the like it's the conflict true. like i love to like when i see like a kissy photo on facebook and people are like man it's gross like, <laughs> oh, that's so cute and then because the thing is i loved what nathan posted and I, and I remember him writing earlier way earlier this year about like Hey, like I write this stuff because like, you know, I'm, I'm affirming it. And then also it's my life. And he's like, and some of you are, you know, treating me negatively because of it. And I, and I thought that that was so cold and heartless because even if you don't like this person, they are trying to put out there something incredibly positive and that should be celebrated. And if you don't like the person for whatever reason, then just keep scrolling. I mean, it, yeah. it doesn't hurt you to keep scrolling if you don't like what somebody's selling. Jeez. <laughs> oh, gosh. yeah no I think like I even a friend of mine like D posted about like you know like because I feel like it's something that's also become popular during this time is like those little infographs that are just like like love yourself and like don't you know what I'm talking about or it's like you are your own person I don't know and like yeah they're there's they're stupid but I honestly kind of love them because I, I, I do too they're, they're super reductive they're probably not that helpful but I honestly, I enjoy posting them because it is kind of like what you're saying. It's both for me and to like, it makes me feel better because some people will comment like, oh my God, I actually needed to hear this today. Even though it's not like the solution by any means, but it's just like, it's just nice to have that energy versus like 
I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like there are a lot of memes about being like depressed and sad and like. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't really help anybody. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm I'm just having a woke moment. I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. I love those because I do yeah. like the ones. Mine are the favorite ones that I like are they're the ones that are middle ground. My favorite one was like the billboard picture that said, "Like I am." Can somebody just be proud of me? I am doing my best, okay? And I just yeah. loved that one. And I was like, that is so realistic to how I felt some days. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm that's, doing my best. And that's what, okay, I love the balloon. Like, I've become friends with Michael, the guy who's uh, Blacksmith is his name. Uh, during yeah, the time, that does like, the, the messages in the balloons. Yeah. People are so polarized because, like, people, like, he's obviously, he's actually like, like when I like helped him a couple of times, like people recognized him. I mean, we were hanging balloons, so that probably was like an indicator. Yeah. But like even <laughs> even we got like people like people recognized him, and like they were like, "I love you. You're so great." And then when I posted like me and his T-shirt like thing, a lot of my friends like DM me. They're like, "Oh my god, I hate that guy. That guy is so terrible. Like it's so stupid. Like why does he post those things?" So I'm like, "What? Is, like it was uh, like I'm like yeah. it doesn't affect you. It doesn't negatively impact you." Oh, it <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that and it's <laughs> some people just like being jaded. I mean, I did for a very long time, but <laughs> very early on in my twenties, I super wanted to be that girl who soapboxy and I was loud and I fought with everybody because I thought I was right. And then in my thirties, I've just been like, oh, that's not healthy. That's super toxic. And guess what? People are not going to agree with you. <laughs> it's not cute. We're not on the Real Housewives. Like, no, we're not. Because again, like I said, I do love drama, but I, it has to be really far removed for me because otherwise I'm just like, no, yeah. I will just call, I'll just call a lift. I'll just like leave. I like won't, I'm not going <laughs> to stay around for that. That's what I do too. No, I just no. walk away from the situation. Oh, it's, so <laughs> I, and it's funny because I just I had a bad bout of drama recently um, where I was trying to be honest um, with my authenticity. <laughs> I love that phrase. I'm just I, trying to be honest with my authenticity. <laughs> I'm just trying to be honest because you know we have the image of who we are, but then you have days that you can't be that person because you're just like having a bad day. So I was trying to be honest in my own authenticity because I just didn't want to be dealing with nobody. And somebody attacked my character and I was like, crap. And it hurt so deeply. And I was like, gosh darn it, I'm a good person. F y'all. <laughs> No, I think sometimes like you just it it doesn't you have to have that that uh that personal narrative because otherwise like yeah. if, if you're in, if you're influenced by I guess like even if you're influenced by the reality of, of the situation it sometimes doesn't do you any good like you have to just be able to be like nope I can't I'm not dealing with this I am not what the situation represents even if I dealt with it or I'm, even if I've taken this action it isn't the whole it's not all of me so mm-hmm. I which I think like honestly everyone in this in Portland and probably abroad could take it uh, a note of because I feel like everyone lives and dies on like every single action a person takes and it's like all it represents that action represents the entire person as a whole yeah I don't I really don't agree with I, think, I like, don't either I think that that's 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 very damaging for people it is, yeah. I think, and it, because it plays into council culture and the way that's really abusive and toxic and like the, I, people have to have, re, you have to let people have redemption moments and redeemable moments. And I feel like sometimes we don't allow for that. And that's really sad, honestly. No. Yeah. Have you guys had like a favorite canceling moment in 20? Cause I mean, 2020 has been the year of canceling people. I mean, like, I loved just, all the Shandy stuff. Shandy's, Shandy's. Oh, yeah. I love Shandy's. And I love how much she got off on it, too. Oh, man. You know 
course you did. I was like, <laughs> no, like that actually, I didn't even think about that. I love Shandy so much. I um, do too. Oh, yeah, you had the best. Because they're kind of, they're kind of the person that's like in, impenetrable. I just like in my mind, they're just like, so they know who they are. Yes. They are very comfortable. I feel like most of the time they're right. And like that, I mean, I just like really appreciate their energy. And yeah, so I was again, like I was, I was getting screenshots from Silhouette being like, you'll, someone started that. Cause actually, I don't know if you know, so I was the first person they posted. You were. So it was like, you it was were. like one thing about me. And then like nine months later, it was like this thing about Shay. <laughs> <laughs> was so great. Mm-hmm. She yeah. loved, she, I called her and she was like almost in tears about how happy she was about being canceled. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I need to be you just in all aspects of negativity in life. <laughs> yeah. I just no, love how can't... much they, yeah, how how much they got off on it. I was like, it, it was hilarious. Well, <laughs> and it was just another, because I know like Portland has like a lot of like, when it comes to cancel culture, I think there's yeah. a, a general idea that like, we're we're all about it. But, and I also, see, like, that was such a great moment. Like everyone was like, we love Shandy. Mm-hmm. This is great. Like Solidarity this... for Shandy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It was, yeah. <laughs> She really did, actually. Yeah, I just got like a, a meme from uh, Claire, apparently, who was like, did you guys, I wonder if she said it to you, she was like, you've heard of Elf on a Shelf. And then she's like, and then she sent me a picture of Shandy on a hand job. You know, so Shandy <laughs> on a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. that. Shandy like, on that, a handy. That, um, it, that is community, yeah. <laughs> that is, for real, for so, real. We have just a couple more questions for you. Um, that are just a little more silly because um, obviously this topic has been really heavy and fun in a good way. Uh, so my first question that's a little more silly is if you were on a baseball field, would you rather be a pitcher or a catcher? I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pitcher, but I would like to learn how to catch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was my journey this year. Oh my gosh, my mom was <laughs> Yeah, She had a lot of time to learn how to catch. I, I just, yeah, let's do January 1st, I was like, I'm going to learn to catch. I, I, that literally I, was one of, that has been my one of my re- res- resolutions for like seven years. Like I literally <laughs> have been saying it for so long and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. This is, the, I'm an empowered woman. I don't, <laughs> give me more. Well, no, it's true. And the funny thing about it for me, just a long story short, was it was about the comfortability for me because it was a terrifying act to be a catcher. Just terrifying to me because people don't listen and hookups are scary as they are anyway. Like just, they are to a degree, even though they're fun, they're scary. And no, so they're, like, it's, cr- it's crazy that like 10 years ago, people, our parents were like, don't do this online. And now we're like, come over to my house. Like, <laughs> yeah, <seriously>. I'm not- <laughs> for real i have to text i have to text coco when i anytime i go out for like a hookup i i i would let coco know i'm like hey by the way this is where i'm headed and this is where my body will be if i don't show back up so (laughs) i have a a few friends that i have that exchange with yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like a it's like a gay amber alert system it is ridiculous we even saw the cases of like the grinder killer and the crazy oh my gosh we did a whole true crime thing and we're like okay whatever (laughs) yeah i'll just go over to this stranger's house that i've never met and i saw not a face photo but a body photo and i (laughs) dress and i'm going to knock on the door i did say he seems trustworthy (laughs) hey you're you're a woman with needs and (laughs) exactly exactly and i've done plenty of pitching and catching for two lifetimes okay i'll be all our clumsy sports metaphors are <laughs> <laughs> right. My mom's like, she's gonna message me. I didn't know you liked baseball. If you get into a bar fight, what Oregonian drag artist would you uh, want having your back and why? Oh, 
Okay, like it actually, I feel like I was like, I had a, I had to cover all my bases because I feel like there's a few. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I feel like a lot of them would be the person who were like trying to attack me. So <laughs> Very that, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I did put, I don't, I know she's in hot water now, but Sativa, <laughs> she probably would be, I mean, I, she, like, it was so funny because like when she was Miss Sweetheart, she was like, I am holding back. And I'm like, you're holding back right now? And then like, now that she's not Miss Sweetheart, so I'm like, oh, you were holding back. Okay. <laughs> You are one crazy bitch, but I love her and she, I know she has my, and I put flawless next. Actually, I do remember when we were at the casino all together, someone did try to like accost me and flawless was like right up in there and was like, yeah. no. And I was, I was like scared for them. And they were as like this straight man, like scurried away. Um, I had the same experience with Sativa at a bar. Um, one yeah. time. She, she got the guy to like, get the fuck away from me. She, yeah. she, she was like down this guy's throat for like threatening me. Too. No, no, she, um, a bee stung me once and she came to me and she, I'm not joking. This literally fucking happened. She, she comes over and she goes, what did she say to me? She goes, she's like, you know what, Coco? I just wanted to make you feel better to let you know that that bee probably died after it stung you. And I know you know that. And I was like, God damn. She's like, you know how I know that bee died? I killed it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't let it see another day. <laughs> I also I also put um, Atlas. Yeah. You know that bitch could throw hands. Uh, Angel. Angel, I feel like I would never, it would never come up because she would be so scary that the other person would just be like, Never mind. Yeah. And then and then I put Ellie because I just know Ellie's done some. There's sketchy. some scrappy girls. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's that's a scrappy list of girls. That, I think that, yeah. that that is Ellie. I that's think, the team. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I got into a fight with Ellie once just because like, it was a miscommunication. <laughs> and it wasn't a physical fight, which is miscommunication. And I realized I was getting afraid. She did what would you say? I said I was getting afraid. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know that like, but and this is like, because when I started doing events, I didn't really know anything about anything. Cause I honestly just, just didn't even, like I wasn't, I wasn't even going to things before I started throwing parties. Yeah. But I guess Ellie, Ellie and Bougie had like a public fight situation where like okay. Ellie was like, I'm going to beat the shit out of her. Like, I, don't know. <laughs> Not, I think they're friends now and everything, everything's cool. Yeah. Cause that's, that's usually how it works out. Like everyone, once you just simmer down, everyone's fine, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that um, if we ever do cast a Portland uh, drag Fight queens club, club. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a bad girls club for Portland drag queens, then you have a good a good first season. <laughs> and so that kind of brings us more so towards the end of our episode. So what, um, do you have any final thoughts that you want to tell um, all four of our listeners? <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> We're at almost a hundred downloads a month. Yes. I'll have you know. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, I I like the what did you learn in 2020? That was like something I've been asking anyone I've seen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just uh you can't give anyone anything you don't have. So I think that like is something that I personally had to really focus on. Uh, and I'm excited because when things do start back opening back up and we start doing things again, I'll be a much different and better version of myself than I was before. So yeah, yeah, well, for real. How have you? I did have one question. How have you been keeping up with your health in the sense of like physically? Like because we've all gained a lot of COVID weight. Have you gained COVID weight? It doesn't look like it. It doesn't. But I'm obviously like we're <laughs> the chest. Up. Like are you like are you dancing dancing around that in the Portland question? Um, yeah, I did, <laughs> I did know like really early on because actually I used to be a fitness instructor before I did events. I used to teach mm-hmm. at March Theory and I was like in amazing shape and I was like, I'm and like, blah, blah. I, like honestly, I have, I have so many thoughts about it because like gay culture and like I'm excited to like work in this industry and like try to like 
undeprogram it for queers and just like, I don't know, approach it and not a fat phobic and not like, like I just hate the, the whole dialogue around it is like annoying to me and like, it just makes me cringe. But I also yeah. know it's like, it's like at like, it for sure was a main contributor to me not losing my shit those first three months was that I was able to like um, work out every day. And I took like, it just like became a project for me. And I got, I just got um, recertified and I'm a personal trainer on top of being an instructor. And so, yeah, I just, I bought a bunch of stuff off Facebook market and just went to town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, that, they did it correctly. I yeah. gained all the weight you, you did. may have lost, and <laughs> and from my and you look and you know what and you look gorgeous. So thank you. Who gives, thank you. You're happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I have a lot of happy weight this season. Season this year. <laughs> so thank you, Katya, so much. Thank you so much. It was really a pleasure to have you on and to see you because so- it's been like a yeah. whole year, <laughs> like we it said. Was so good to see you. Yeah. Yeah. So I honestly, I can't wait, and I will uh, be tuning in. So. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. And to our listeners, um, we are going to start doing interviews a little bit more frequently. We have a lot of people we want to talk to. Yeah, where would you uh, like people to follow you on your socials after we just got done talking about how social media is damaging? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, well, because like something actually, a part of that that I've been like using to like retake, like I'm reclaiming my time. I've been changing my handle every week. Oh, yeah. yeah, so this week it's Crisis Katya, but like last week it was like Katie Kirk Katya and like, I don't know. But if you just look up Katya Katya on anything, that's usually a yeah. good way to find me. <laughs> okay, great. Cool. Great. Yeah. That's Sweet. absolutely wonderful. Well, thank you listeners so much for participating. Um, I'm going to have all of the in the moment Katya handles, social media handles on our website at com. Please make sure to follow Katya and everything that they're doing. Maybe sign up for some personal training lessons if you live in Portland and it's after COVID and you have a vaccine. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need some. All right. Um, That concludes this episode this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back with you next week on Thursday. Um, Bye, everybody. This has been another episode of A Gem of a Secret podcast. The hosts of HM of a Secret podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Jim Holiday. You may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Jim Holiday at Coco Jim Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Douche and Party Favors. You can follow them respectively at The Touche Douche and at Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more exclusive content, visit www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com. That is A-J-E-M of a secret podcast.com. Be sure to tune in every week on Thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, email us at ajemofasecretpod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.